This is Brian Copeland talking. Welcome to another edition of Copeland's Corner. A little bit later on, if all goes well, I'll be joined by a distinguished panel of comics, and we'll talk about some of the news of the week. Uh, I want to start with this because this uh, just broke right before we began uh, recording today. And uh, like you and like the rest of the world, I've been following in the search for uh, for Titan, the submersible uh, that went uh, to the depths of the ocean in, in on uh, Sunday to look at the wreckage of the Titanic and then disappeared. And the Coast Guard has reported within the last 20 minutes, you know, before we started recording this here, we're recording on Thursday to, uh, this week, uh, that uh, there was a debris field that was found near the Titanic wreckage that uh, I guess one of their remote cameras found. And I guess at first they thought it was part of the Titanic and they recognized, no, it's Titan. Uh, they, uh, they say that uh, the, the tail section of uh, the tail cone of, of Titan was found 1600 feet from Titanic's bow. And there's a large debris field where there are other pieces that are clearly Titan. So all five of the passengers, which was uh, an operator and, uh, and then four tourists, Basically, it's kind of what they were. They were tourists. They paid $250,000 in order to be tourists on this thing. Uh, they're all gone. They're all gone. And it's just needless and and sad and tragic. And, you know, they died, in my opinion, for no real reason. In my opinion, for no real reason. You know, I don't mean to be disrespectful at all. And, you know, my my heart and my condolences go out to their families because it is a horrible thing to lose a family member and to have somebody close to you just suddenly ripped away. So I get that. I understand that. And it's horrible and it's sad. And I'm really sad for the families. But when I look at how many people risk their lives doing things that don't need to be done in order to be daredevils, you know, things like going down to see the Titanic, which is arguably the most photographed and video recorded shipwreck in, in the history of the world. You know, if you want to see what it looks like to see the Titanic wreckage, go on the internet. You don't have to spend $250,000 to sit in a tin can that's the size of a minivan that's so small that you can't even stand up. I mean, literally, this thing was so small that you had to sit. You could not stretch your legs out. You had to sit in this thing, crisscross applesauce, as they say. You know, that, that's how you had to sit in this thing. You could not uh, stretch your, your your legs out. You're in the dark uh, because they turned the lights off when the uh, during the two-and-a-half-hour descent down to the wreckage and the two-and-a-half-hour ascent back up to the mothership. Uh, so you're in the dark. Uh, there's a little tiny porthole. Um, apparently, this losing communication is something that's common. Uh, one of the writers for The Simpsons, I think The Simpsons showrunner, said that he's done it twice. And both times he did it, the communications failed. And the, um, the, the trip back from the wreckage to the ship took a lot longer, several hours longer than it was supposed to. 
but I just, you know, the the thing that that bugs me about this, and and I'm I'm trying really hard because I do not want to be disrespectful because people died here, and I guess that's part of the reason why I'm upset about this too is because of the fact that people died, maybe need to die. Um, is that you have so many people who want to be adventurers, so many people who want to be daredevils. In fact, one of the men who died on uh, on Titan had recently gone up on uh, Jeff Bezos's uh, space flight. You know, they just want to be daredevils. And, uh, you know, in some instances, such as the Jeff Bezos flight or seeing Titanic, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to do it. And you're rich enough to do it. So you decide you're going to go and do it and be an explorer. But then you have other people. You know, we've had cases over the years of people who decide that they're going to, like, you know, take a life raft and and sail around the world. Or they're going to climb a really dangerous mountain that few people have ever climbed and survived. And then they get stuck or they get lost. And then it ends up being a a massive uh, search in order to, to save them, to retrieve them, to recover them. And this massive search ends up costing millions and millions of dollars. They say this search for Titan is uh, is in the millions. And there's the resources that were used for this. And all for something that you didn't have to do. This is not, you're not being an explorer doing this for mankind, discovering something that's never been discovered before. That's different. You're doing this because you're a daredevil. You're doing this because you're a thrill seeker. And to, in some of these cases, such as some of these people who get lost, like, um, you know, get stuck on mountains, you're putting other people's lives at risk to save you. You're putting other people's lives at risk to come and get you. Um, you know, and so I just, I've always had, I've had a, a, a problem with that. And I've, I've always had a problem with the fact that it always ends up being the, the taxpayers who end up having to pay for these recovery efforts for people who didn't need to be in this situation in the first place. I mean, you look at this Titan situation. I mean, what would it take for you, even if you could afford it, would you sit in a tin can that's bolted from the outside? So once you're in, they bolted it from the outside. So even if you want to get out, you can't. And it's being steered by a video game controller. Uh the according to the Simpsons writer, the waiver that he had to sign that everybody had to sign before they they uh, went down on this expedition. And apparently 46 people have successfully done this. So they, they've done this with 46 people, um, you know, five per uh, five per trip. So you're looking at I guess they've been nine, nine trips so far. Uh, the waiver that you sign has the word death on the front page at least three times, telling you there's a good chance you can die. You can possibly die. You can have brain damage. You can have all this other stuff. And people still, okay, and they sign and they go ahead and they do it. You know, it's just, it, it's it to me, it just doesn't make any sense. What would it take for you to do that? If you could afford the money to do it, would you do it? I sure as hell wouldn't. Get trapped in this thing. You're trapped in it. It is two and a half hours down in the dark, two and a half hours back up in the dark, if they're running on time, which generally, from what I understand, they're not. You know, uh, in some cases, this trip has taken 10 and a half hours when it was supposed to take something like six total. Uh, as I said, you can't stand up. Uh, at one point in the, the voyage, it's extremely hot. 
uh, as you get close to the bottom of the ocean, it's extremely cold, freezing cold. Uh, you know, why would you do that? If you want to see the wreckage, go on the Internet and you can get about as close as you. You can get a lot closer watching the video on the Web than you're going to get paying 250 grand to go down there and look at this thing. And you've got the fact that there uh, have been uh, there was a letter that was sent to the the company that that operates this whole thing that was signed by dozens of oceanographers and and experienced explorers saying, do not do this yet because this submersible has not been certified and not been certified as safe by any organization or maritime group in the world. Do some testing, get some certification first. And the company blew them off saying, you know, this is technology and we're moving ahead and all that's going to do is slow us down. Yeah, slow them down. So what's the death of five people going to do? Yeah, so it's just, it's 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 a waste. You know, it's it's a waste of life, and it's five people who are dead who, who don't have to be dead. There are five people, including a 19-year-old kid. You know, it's just, you know, I I, I just don't understand the, the, the mindset. I just don't under, understand the mindset that has people do things like, like I said, climb, climb mountains, you know, that, that, that uh, are, are dangerous or people that are known uh, for, for people dying on the mountain because they climb and they, they, they can't get back down or they get stuck or they freeze to death or whatever. Or, you know, taking some rickety boat, deciding they're going to you know go around the world and end up getting stuck. You know, I, I, I just don't understand that that mindset. And then they get in trouble and, and we got to pay millions of dollars in order to, to pull their bacon out of the fire if we're lucky enough to do it. And in the worst case scenario, such as what just happened, you know, we spent all this money and we've lost them anyway. And I'm not saying that that when somebody gets in trouble, no matter how they got in trouble, that we shouldn't do anything and everything and exhaust every possible resource in order to try to rescue them. I'm not saying that at all, because that's exactly what should be done. What the Coast Guard and other agencies did in this case, they should have done. Absolutely, they should have done. But my problem is with people who put themselves in this position in the first place. Just my two cents. This is part of the podcast that we call Headliners on the Headlines. Joining us, two of our regulars this week, Lauren Mayer and Damon Ferguson. Good to have you both. Good to be here. Thanks to have us. It's been a few weeks since I've talked to you, so good to have you. Yeah. I um, let's doing start. something fun. Well, we we got a lot of kind of some, we've got some fun stuff, but we got some heavy stuff we're starting with. Um, yeah. And that is, I just did a little commentary about. Uh, the news that just broke in the last hour that um, all five of the passengers at Titan are, are dead. Yeah. That they found uh, there's a debris field next to the Titanic wreckage, and that debris is from Titan. So there was some kind of a catastrophic event, and yeah. apparently the, the, the thing just broke apart. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, it did, you know, it, I don't know which, which, which is the worst way to die. You know, with the thing breaking apart or if, you know, the thing they were most concerned about was whether or not there was going to be oxygen. 
you know, right. because uh, the, the oxygen was was scheduled to run out at something like, you know, 7 a.m. Eastern time was the estimate. Yeah. You know, you know, smothering to death, you know, while you're sitting, you know, did, did, did you guys read about what the conditions were inside this thing? Yeah. They, oh, was, yeah. It was like being in a small minivan. Yeah. 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 And you no room to stand up, no room to stretch out. You've got to sit crisscross applesauce the whole time. Two and a half hours down, two and a half hours up in the dark. One little porthole bolted from the outside. It's it's like, you know what? I I, I mean, how with a, with a video game control, a video game controller piloting. to maneuver it and two hundred fifty thousand bucks to do it. And and they got they, they have, have uh, taken down 46 people prior to this successfully taken down. Yeah. And even as those successful, they, they're talking to people who who did it and came back. And even those that were successful, almost every single one of them, there was some kind of problem. Either communications went out or or there was some kind of an issue, some kind of a technical mm -hmm. issue or safety issue that prolonged how long they were supposed to be down before they came back to the ship. Yeah. So saw an article that apparently there had been a whistleblower within OceanGate, the company, um, allowing them to some issues with safety and not following, you know, like they were it was supposed to be. Uh, something like they were screened for 3,000 meters down and this was 14,000 meters down, just a lot of stuff. And they fired the whistleblower rather than fixing the safety issues. Well, you had that letter that came from, you know, a bunch of oceanographers and the like saying, don't do this because you have yeah. no certification from anybody, any government agency, any maritime agency. Test this thing first because this is not safe. And they blew it off saying that this we're innovators and all, all that, you know, government it? regulations could just hold us back. Yeah, that's. I think the CEO is on record saying safety is um, a detriment to innovation. Yeah, something yeah. on something along those lines. Well, ignoring safety is a detriment to living, apparently. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's tough to know how to feel about this because um, on the one hand, you couldn't pay me two hundred fifty thousand dollars to do that. No, uh, me either. Uh, me either. And, uh, and you know. Uh, I get people want an adventure and it'd be, it, it would probably be really cool to see, but I don't, I don't think I'd get in that machine. I, I looked it up. I got curious. Do you know what uh, an underwater locator beacon costs? I looked it up. $37,000. No. 37 grand. 37 grand. But and they, they didn't, didn't put in. And they didn't put that in. And, and with four passengers, they had a million dollars just for this one trip. Right. Yeah. A million bucks just for this one trip. So let me let me ask you guys this question, and that is uh, this is what I talked about at the at the, the the top of of the podcast today, and that is you know you have these daredevils who will do stuff like this, or one of the passengers uh, on on Titan had uh, had recently flew with Jeff Bezos and his private spacecraft. Uh, you have uh, uh, people who will take these rickety boats and decide they're going to sail around the world and then they get stuck uh, or they're going to climb a mountain and then get stuck. Uh, and there ends up being a rescue effort that costs millions of dollars. They say that this rescue effort costs millions of dollars. The, the, the one that we that we I'm, are looking at I'm right now. I'd be surprised if it's not in the hundreds. Of millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Well, yeah i mean there, there were several agencies involved multiple there was a coast guards was the largest but there were multiple agencies <laughs> involved so my question is when people do stuff like this and they know what it is that they're they're, they're doing this of their own accord and it's not you know they're not doing this to further you know to, to further the growth of mankind 
this is I want to be a daredevil and I want to sail around the world in a raft or I want to be a daredevil and climb to the top of this mountain or I'm going to go into space. And it's just a matter of time, by the way, before something happens with one of these spacecrafts exactly. or they get stuck. Sure. And then we got to figure out how to get up there and rescue people who are stuck in orbit around the Earth and have a certain amount of oxygen. How do we get up there, get them and get them out? It's, you trust me. It's just a matter of time before that happens. Do you think that we should be paying for this? Or do you think that, that, that they that they should get a bill or their estate should get a bill? Well, there should be to me like you you can't drive without insurance. That's, that's not just to protect your own car. But if you hit somebody else or if ambulances and things have to come save you to me to be able to do any of these daredevil things that would produce an automatic rescue, you should have to maintain some sort of insurance or something bonding or the estates of if all these people who had enough money to do something like this yeah they should go after their estates because and the thing that really galls me is i guess the second in command who wasn't on the ship was tweeting about how he hoped to wake up and find that government agencies were doing their job and completing the rescue and if not they're not doing their job something along those lines and that really pissed me off that's not yeah. balls that's basketballs that's you know killing your parents and then claiming you deserve leniency because you're an orphan you're an orphan well two yeah. things and, and as far as insurance is concerned there are insurance policies for this but there's no insurance policy that's big enough to cover a rescue like this yeah that's no. what i was reading there's nobody who's offering an insurance policy that that will cover a rescue of, of this that you know in the, the millions or tens of millions of dollars Here, here's the statement yeah. uh by that ocean gate put out uh in the last uh, half hour these men were true explorers who shared a distinct spirit of adventure and a deep passion for exploring and protecting the world's sea oceans Mm-hmm. Did, and I'm sorry. Going down I, I, I'm going to little... say this bullshit. Yeah, that's nonsense. Bullshit. Yeah. This was that these were people who could afford to pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go down. And, and, and from what I understand, you don't even get to see that much. No. When you go down, and you in this thing, you look, you don't see that much. You see more looking at it, looking at videos on YouTube. Exactly. For sure. So they're trying I'm... to make themselves seem like they're Jacques Cousteau's and who actually did protect the ocean you know those kinds of explorers did they raised awareness this didn't raise any awareness except of how stupid no. people can be with their money yeah well no. and and again i'm trying to be very careful because i do not want to be disrespectful or make light of the fact that these people have passed on because again we are talking about people including a 19 year old kid who's dead i guess what pisses me off is that they're is that they're dead for no reason well yeah they, they're not dead for no reason they're dead because they made a terrible decision yeah, I mean, it's not it's not no reason they they chose that. I my my only sympathy really lies with the 19 year old kid because he's not wise enough to make that kind of decision. And his tat and his, his father took him on that. Uh, yeah. That's where my sympathy lies. The rest of them. Eh. I mean, and with their families, I do, because there are people who are going to be claiming that their survivors will have to pay for the rescue or at least try to. And who knows whether they won't, they, they won't, there'll be people that'll be demanding that. And you'll see op-eds with that, you know, sure. in, in the, with that uh, uh, perspective, but that'll never happen. It no, never it won't. Happens, it never has. The other problem is that, you know, who's got jurisdiction over that? I mean, it, it, that's yeah. why they did this the way they did is because it's unregulated because it's, you know, yeah. that's nobody's water. That's the earth's water. Anybody can just go out there and do stuff. And, uh, you know, there's yeah. no, there's no international body that, uh, that governs it. That governs it. I mean, there's maritime rules that we all, all the countries kind of agree on, but 
That's it. Well, there's some of the Titanic. There, there are, are. There's a lot of stuff I don't understand, and, and the Titanic's uh, sinking fa- fascinates me. I, I've of watched course. a million documentaries and read books and everything else about it. But I remember when Ballard, Robert Ballard, found it in '85. I think it's when he found it, and he said he was leaving it exactly as it was and not taking anything. He could see, he could see that there were dishes that were strewn about, you know, near the wreckage. And, and, you know, there were, I think the chandelier was there and there were, you know, there were, there was yeah. quote unquote memorabilia, but he said it would be like robbing a graveyard to take anything away. Yeah. And he was leaving it exactly like it was. Not- and then he left and there's some maritime rule or something that if you don't go at least every and I don't know exactly what this is, six months or three months or whatever it is. You it, it's whoever claims it. Yeah. And so some company claimed it in for somebody claimed it and formed a, a Titanic LLC or something. And they have brought up, you know, uh, dishes and, and silver silverware and, and, and things from uh, from the wreck. And I've actually been to the exhibit and seen that stuff. And it is Grave Robin. No, it for sure is. But, you know, so's uh, every Egypt exhibit you've ever been to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. King Tut's exhibit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, the body's actually there. I mean, that's the ultimate grave robin. Yeah. You know, the body's actually there. The stepson of uh, of one of the passengers on uh, on Titan uh, is in an online fight with Cardi B. Because that's how you know your life's going well. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's why. Because while you know the world is watching, while the whole world is watching to see it, whether or not they're going to find this submersible and these people are going to be okay, he went to a Blink One Eighty Two concert. Yeah. Right. I might have gone to the concert if I was into the band, <laughs> but I certainly wouldn't have posted about it on social media and attracted that kind of attention that's... in a national story. I mean that that was clearly a, a young guy trying to you know get attention and pump up his profile. He was, he also went after a thirst trap cam model and, uh, you know, uh, posted some, uh, uh, stuff. I probably won't say here, but you know, he, he yeah. basically was talking about talking to a, a woman that poses naked on the internet. And, uh, wow. you know, <laughs> this whole thing has just got so many, it's got all that, you know, social media stuff. The other thing I saw, I, uh, was that the, I, it's, I don't know if it's the CEO or one of the passengers, but I think the CEO's wife is descended from Titanic survivors. Yeah, the CEO, the CEO's wife is the great, great, great granddaughter of the Strausses. And the Strausses are the fa- are, are probably two of the most famous um, passengers on the Titanic. Right. They, they owned Macy's. Right. Macy's in New York. And what the deal was is that when the 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 lifeboats were were being deployed it was women and children first and mrs strauss would not leave her husband she refused to leave her husband and so the last time they were seen they were standing hand in hand on the bow of the ship as the ship went down and in the movie they show them laying in bed together because she won't get she won't won't go without him they lay in bed and the water comes crashing in but yeah he's a great 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 granddaughter of the strauss's so I mean I know there's a lot of critical, but, but I, I, well, it's a sign, I and that's that it why it's linked to the Titanic. That was you really know, the I, Gilded I, Age, where obscene amounts of money were spent by a very, very small group of people, and mm-hmm. we're back to that these days for sure. Yes, we certainly are. Well, you know, a perfect example on the Titanic, more more first class passengers survived than those in steerage. Of course, yeah, because they, didn't they? I mean, they sealed some of those cabins in steerage when they it was sure sinking. Did. Yeah, they sure did. Um, there's an article, an op-ed yeah. piece. Oh, one, one, one more thing. Yeah, uh, I also uh, read an article where the bodies that were recovered 
immediately after, only rich people. They left the poor people there. Really? Really. Wow. They didn't take them. They just left them in the sea. Nope. That's right. Yep. Uh, there's a, an op-ed in the L.A. Times about how ugly things are around this tragedy. Um, and you're talking about the attention that it's it's getting. Um, UK Channel 5 has a documentary scheduled to run tonight at 7 local time. Now, they, they finished this documentary before the oxygen had even run out. You know, and actually, we don't know how long it was before the catastrophic event happened. But based on what what we were led to believe from the beginning, oxygen was supposed to run out at like 7 a.m. Uh, Thursday morning. Uh, but they've got a documentary that will be run on Thursday night. They said there's been a, a media feeding frenzy with minute by minute accounting of claustrophobia, freezing, <laughs> freezing limbs, confusion, mood swings and all the things that may be taking place inside. Um, but here's the big thing. TikTok, Twitter and Instagram has tons of people who are making fun of the video game controller that was used to maneuver the craft, laughing at the billionaires who are inside of the submersible uh, jokes about the effects of lack of oxygen on the human psyche. Uh, they were saying that they had heard knocking sounds. That was the, the Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, report was that they heard knocking sounds underwater and they thought that it may be the, the occupants of the submersible pound. That's what you're supposed to do if you're in a submarine is pound the side of the wall and that's how they hear you. Yeah, it's supposed and to be in a pattern, uh, in a predictable pattern. So they can pattern. So they know that's that how they rescued the people in Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, there's on the on the web, they're substituting uh, farting sounds <laughs> for the for the for the knocking Jeez. sounds. And oh. so, so the question that that's asked, the op-ed implies that the digital age has made us crueler about tragedies like this. Do you think that's true? Because at first I thought, well, yeah, it does. But then I thought about, I remember, com you know, comics are just twisted. Yeah. And I remember comics doing jokes about the Challenger explosion like th that night. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh. You know. I mean, this isn't even comics. And in terms of it just being a pop culture thing, I mean, I grew up with Helen Keller jokes. Mm -hmm. and Oh, you know, we jokes. all did, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's like, so yeah, I don't think this is, I think it's the only thing that social media has done is made those jokes easier to disseminate on a wider platform. Because you can only tell so many people a, a sick joke in a, you know, to friends or to a comedy club, but you have a much bigger audience if you've got a TikTok channel. Yeah, it's just sped up the rate in which, we, yeah. and it also fuels kind of a, uh, a race to see who can be the more outrageous. Right, because that's what fuels anything on any social media is either laughing or anger. And so if you post something that makes some people laugh and some people angry, it's doubling your odds. I, I, I mean, you all heard it. I laughed at the fart joke. I'm not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to burn. Probably. <laughs> See, I'd rather people put their, t I mean, the, the memes and things. I did a song like about the papers in the Trump bathroom with all those pictures. Yeah. And that's where I think this kind of thing is fair, even if it is mean. All the memes of, you know, the boxes in the bathroom under the tacky chandelier, <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. there's one of Bernie Sanders sitting on the toilet with his mittens. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, so that's not funny that. that I mean, nobody died. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, nobody, nobody that died. we know of. We don't know what those secrets are. So, yeah, uh, but uh, it, it kind of I keep thinking back to the comments about the golden age, the, the Gilded Age. I mean, I yeah. think a lot of it. The reason people are, you know, un, insensitive to the billionaires is because screw them. 
they're insensitive to us. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... There is a little bit, I think, a little bit of schadenfreude, too, because, you know, we're all suffering the effects of billionaires, you know, in the tech industry, driving up the costs of housing in the Bay Area, for example, sure. and making it harder and harder for, you know, working schmoes to afford a place to live. And so when they do something ludicrous with their money and pay consequences, it's hard. Not, I don't know. If, because no, I never want to gloat about anybody dying. But boy, yeah, maybe this will discourage them. And maybe they'll like, spend their $250,000 on buying books for kids in school districts where they're happen. banning the books or something. That's not going to happen. But, but, no. but that's, yeah. see, that's the thing now. It's like, I mean, are we really at a point where we're glad to see or don't have any sympathy for people who died this way because they were rich? I'm close. I'll admit it. I don't, you know, I, I really, the, the, the wealth discrepancy in this country is obscene. And, and well, yeah, it's it not just the wealth discrepancy, but the decision making. It's not like, oh, there were rich people on a private plane that crashed. Because no. um, I read the interview with one of the guys who was on one of these trips that came back, and he said they told them from the beginning, this is incredibly risky. You have a very high probability of not making it back you know these things are really risky so the people doing it knew, and they're there they make them sign waivers and all that kind of stuff they knew what they were doing was incredibly dangerous so it is a little harder to have sympathy I remember seeing one article that they mentioned that they said the word death in the waiver appears like 15 times or something like that well it was the the the, the showrunner for the simpsons went twice he's done it twice and he said that the word death is on the first page three times yeah a minimum of three times. And that's he must on the have liked it if he went twice. <laughs> yeah, and he went twice. And he said he doesn't have any family, and you know, and he's you know he makes good money on the Simpsons, has no family, so he goes and does crazy things like that. Well, I'm sorry, uh, and I know they're not going to go buy books for school kids, but when you see people spend that much money on something so sh like. Spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars on jewelry or a house or something that lasts, and you can give to somebody when it, when it's something this short lived, and they're, you know, like go be like Dolly Parton and buy books or you know fund a school. Well, here's here's the thing too, and 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 this is like the first thing that I thought when I when I read it cost two hundred fifty grand, and this is before you know again I knew this is like the first day when I assumed they would find it and rescue them. And the first thing that went through my head was, I'll bet you that these people would lose their minds if they had to pay a $250,000 tax bill. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yep. And they're you know, probably the ones who are spending that money on lobbyists and you know political action committees to make sure their taxes stay low. So, well, I mean, the one thing, the one, I mean, it does prove that people with a lot of money didn't necessarily get it for being particularly smart, because to me, there is nothing stupider than seeing a waiver that has death on it 25 times and deciding this is a good idea. Well, now, haven't you done things? I mean, haven't oh. you gone on a roller coaster or, or, or on something like that, like at the fair or something? And, and they all say right at your own risk and you do it anyway. But I didn't pay two thousand dollars for it. I've, I haven't hang glided. No. I I'm not jumping out of a plane. I mean, you know, no, I have I haven't done crazy things like that. I've hang glided. I did it. Well, I've done it, done it twice in Mexico, which is the worst place to do it because if I mean it, wow. everything was fine, but if anything happened, I mean I'm screwed. If <laughs> I'm in a foreign country, if anything happened, I'm screwed. You know, well, um, and the other thing is, I don't know about Mexico, but roller coasters presumably are regulated at least 
a little bit and the controls look a little more substantial than a video game controller so well i I, i've been reading stuff about that and you know people say nobody really reinvents the wheel to come up with a controller all they need is just a device that goes that moves Right. And we'll send outputs. So there's no real read. I mean, that's not the reason the thing went down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the reason the thing went down is because it wasn't wasn't well tested, and it wasn't. Uh, you know, they ignored safety reg- regulations, or they did, there weren't any safety regulations. They were, no, there weren't. They well, ignored safety no. recommendations. I well, there's that. I oh, think sorry. the reason that people are are fixated on the video game controller is that it indicates how much they did this on the cheap. Yep. I and think the that other that's thing, what people take away. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Lauren. And the other thing that I've been reading is that because the guy said he didn't want to hire a, in the, the CEO's interview about how safety is the enemy of innovation, he also made a comment about not wanting to hire a bunch of 50 white guys. So now the far right is claiming that it, the thing, the disaster happened because of wokeness. <laughs> Stop it. Stop saw, it. Yep. Look it up there because, and he didn't claim that he only made diversity. He was just talking more about age. He wanted young, hungry engineers to work on his company. It was more about an ageism thing. But because he used the word 50 year old white guys, they're claiming that it went down because they needed to hire, <laughs> you know, based on. It was affirmative action hires, is the exactly. reason that it went down. That's uh, seriously, they're blaming it on wokeness. Oh, well. God. Uh, all right. Well, we'll leave this discussion. We'll end it with this. Uh, James Cameron just issued a statement. James Cameron, who, of course, directed Titanic. And, and he, he said he successfully. It, it wasn't his submersible tethered like, you know, he went down on one that had a string connecting it. Right. Well, and he also used uh, unmanned for a lot of it. Yeah. Right. Um, well, here's what he had to say. His, his quote is this. Um, I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed at full speed into an ice field. Mm-hmm. Unquote. Yep. So I think that's a good, that's a good place to leave it. We, and I'm, we have not heard the last of this. We'll, we'll be, yeah. they'll be picking this apart for the next week. Um, moving along to other things. Um, Donald Trump has asked for a new trial in the E. Jean Carroll case, uh, where he was ordered to pay $5 million dollars, Uh, for sexually assaulting her. And here's why he wants a new trial. He says that the $5 million award was excessive since the jury found that he didn't rape her. He only sexually assaulted her. How much of that was, do we know how much of that was punitive and how much of that was general damages? That I don't know. Because, uh, well, how do you put a price on that? I mean, I I mean, I would assume most of it's punitive. I mean, how do you, how do you put a price on that? I mean, well, I think some of it was lost wages, right? I thought some of it was compensatory. Some of it was lost compensatory for lost wages and the you know the damage to your career and the right you know consult actuaries. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, the jury didn't find that he didn't rape her. They said there wasn't conclusive enough proof that he did actually Mm -hmm. penetrate. But to me, that was more an indication of a problem with him than lack of attempt. Yeah, and I she mean, hasn't had a relationship, you know, since in all these years because that's how badly damaged emotionally she was. And yeah, I mean, and the the, the reason I brought up punitive damages is because uh, the point of punitive damages is it has to be enough to punish the behavior. And even if we're only punishing, it sounds it sounds weird to use the own the word only, but even if we're only punishing uh, sexual assault, not full rape, uh, 
he's still a wealthy guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can argue about how much and how much he lies about it, but he's still five million is it's a rounding error. It's yeah. what five million is yeah. for, I mean, for, it's for not... the Trump organization. Five million dollars is a rounding error. And to me, that having I, I, not to get graphic, but the difference between full on rape involving penetration and just horrible sexual assault is just a technicality. He still yeah. assaulted her and she was still damaged. And the amount of emotional damage you experience from that doesn't depend on exactly how far tab A went into slot B, so to speak. So that's a good way of putting it. Going to be back here in the fourth grade. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what words we can. Was that the bell? Is recess over? Was that the bell? Uh, The House voted yesterday 219 to 208 to send articles of impeachment. (laughs) Lauren Boebert introduced it uh, to send articles of, of impeachment from review to the House Judiciary and to the Homeland Security Committees. For dereliction of duty and abuse of power over Biden's handling of the border. They did not put this. They did not put an actual impeachment resolution on the floor of the House because they know it can't pass. They know there's no way it'll pass. I mean, you know know who's the most upset? Marjorie oh, Taylor, uh, Taylor called her, she yeah, her little bitch because she she had introduced articles twice already, but she didn't, I guess, know enough about parliamentary procedure to do this particular kind of resolution that got it to a vote faster. So. By the way, speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, I, I was reading an article about, you know, Pat Sajak is leaving house, uh, leaving yeah. uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune. And um, they the article was about how he's I forget how many years he's supposed to be 40 years. He's been doing that yeah. show, something yeah. like that, 30, 40 years. And and about how he was the perfect host because he was just so like innocuous and like didn't get in the way. It was like one of those kind of deals. But apparently in recent years, he's been right. And I didn't know this. He's been writing all of these right wing mm-hmm. um, commentaries and op eds and having his picture taken with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I had no idea. Did you guys know about that? I, I, knew, I, I never just learned it. about it recently. I know he's on the board of some ultra right Christian university and uh, that he's been doing some of these. Things. And it's probably why he's stepping away as he wants to do more of that. It's just my guess. But I mean, surely there's got to be some clause in his contract that says you got to keep your damn mouth shut and, and mm-hmm. not alienate half the country because you're supposed to be middle of the road palatable to everybody. That's how game shows work so well uh, there's probably with the clause. there's a general clause in in tv contracts where if you do something that makes you distracting to the audience they they can they can let you go right you know it's like the morals clause which is so completely and totally vague right who decides who decides if you violated it or not you know in fact um if you look at um the, the movie The Flash opened this past weekend and I, I went to the press screening of it and I loved it. I yeah. thought it was great. I, I want to go see it again. But it tanked. Uh, 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 well, it did, I shouldn't say it tanked. It tanked for a superhero movie. It made $55 million. They were looking at it to make 70. They spent $300 million making it. So in order to break even, it's got to make $600 million. It's got to make, it's got to gross, it's got to gross a double what it costs to make. Right. And they're putting the blame uh, for the performance on Ezra Miller, who's playing the Flash, because he did not they. do. Uh, pardon me, excuse me. They, he's they and them. They did not. Thank you. By You're the welcome. Way. Uh, they did not do any uh, PR for it uh, because of all of the legal problems that they had over the course of the last year, year and a half. 
Yeah. You know, uh, choking a woman and, and burglary and yeah, all of I'm, this kind of stuff. They've, they've got some serious yeah. issues that they're that are not being dealt with or maybe they are. I hope they are. Well, they uh, said that they were, were on, you know, issued a statement saying that apologizing and, and, and uh, st- several months ago and stating that they were undergoing some psychiatric treatment to deal with the issues. And, really and that's the reason that- why. Well, also the fact that the film too cost three hundred million and was mostly in the can, and there was there was since the Flash is in every single scene, there was really no way they could substitute a, a, another actor. There was right. no way they could do it. You know, which is going to be interesting to see what happens with Jonathan Major. Yeah, um, I think I. I mean, my gut tells me Jonathan Major is probably not guilty. Uh, tell just- me why. Well, just because looking at how confident his attorneys are, and they, they don't seem to be falsely confident. It's not bravado. Uh, the uh, Like videos, Trump attorneys. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they, I believe, really have the videos. And uh, I think they really have the proof. And uh, because they're, they they box themselves into a corner if they don't. Because mm-hmm. they, they, there are, are uh, advocates for abused and battered women who say that the, the um, recantation letter that the alleged victim wrote is, is like, a, like a hostage letter. Well, I mean, that maybe, like I, don't, I don't know, but they're. And I don't know either. I'm just yeah. saying what they're saying. I, and also, I, uh, you know, I, I like him as an actor, so I'm really kind of rooting for him. Yeah. So. <laughs> I hope, I, well, here's the thing I hope it's not true. But he spent a lot of years on Broadway, apparently, a lot of years in the, on the New York uh, stage scene. Yeah. And uh, there was another actor who posted it, that it's about time somebody stepped forward hmm. and that this has been going on for a long time and everybody knew about it, but nobody said anything about it. Wow. And then when was when uh, this actor and I can't tell you the actor's name is it's a, a, a New York stage actor I'd never heard of before. Uh, but uh, when the actor was questioned about this, it was a, a tweet was questioned about this tweet by the press. Uh, he said that uh, he stands by what he what he tweeted. Wouldn't elaborate, but said he stands by what he tweeted. All so, right. I don't know. know. Um, we are in a we are in an era where you are guilty until you are proven innocent. It, at least in 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 some some ways, um, you know, in, in some types of alleged defenses. Yeah, it depends on the offense. Yeah, and, de- and it depends on what position of power the alleged perpetrator is in. And if if it's a powerful man with a less powerful woman, you know, maybe the pendulum is swinging too far because for so many years, nobody believed the women, particularly if they weren't powerful. So, you know, well, let me ask you this. You know, p- people are saying that Me Too is dead. Is is Me Too dead? I don't think it's dead. I think it's evolving. I think it's, you know, it's gone. It, it had its day as a kind of a, a large movement or not even large. What's the word I'm looking for? It was a large yeah. movement. Yeah, but it, it, it still remains large. It had it had its day as kind of a, a, a dynamic sort of this is happening right now. This is going to be a big sea change in the way people see things. And now it's just kind of becoming a part of our culture where we don't tolerate that behavior. And I think that's a good well, thing. That's just it. I think the big thing about Me Too was that so many women had kept quiet about all different kinds. I mean, I was never sexually assaulted, but I was harassed plenty of times. And it just wasn't something you talked about because either nobody would believe you or you just had to get used to it. And that's where I think it served a real purpose was to, you know, if you heard lots of people talking about it, you realized, at least from the woman's perspective, oh, I wasn't wrong in thinking this was wrong. And that now we all know it's not wrong, that it, that it yes. 
I think you're right. It's the initial sh shock value is the wrong word, but you know, it raised awareness. And now, like, like Damon said, we're not tolerating that behavior, or at least we're trying to be more aware of it. Well, I think when they say it's dead, I think they're talking about repercussions because in the beginning, you know, once the allegations came out, you were done. Yeah. Right. And, and some of the people who were done are back. Kevin Spacey's going on trial in the UK. And he says that if he's acquitted, then it's, it's over. It's done. That he's got people who are, are willing to hire him right now who said, if you're acquitted, we'll hire you for the film. Well, it helps to be a talented actor. Um, yeah. But, I mean, well, uh, and I hope what's what's done is the automatic somebody accuses somebody his career is over or their career is over. And yeah. you're right. That's that's going too far. But we don't want to suddenly say, you know, don't believe any accusers because a few people might be found innocent. That doesn't mean yeah. that all accusers are wrong. Well, that no. doesn't mean anything. I mean, look at look at Nate Parker. You know, Nate Parker had that film, The Birth of a Nation, that was uh, the darling of, of of Sundance about maybe six or seven years ago. And they were they were touting him as best director. I think it was 20th Century Fox, 21st Century Fox that bought it. And they were touting him for best director and saying it was going to be a huge film. Then then it came out that he and his um I want to say co-writer of the film because he wrote it and directed it. His co-writer is like his best friend and his college roommate that they were both charged in college with raping a woman and, and they went on trial and he was acquitted. Right. He was acquitted and there was a mistrial for his buddy. And uh, he, his buddy was not tried again because the accuser refused to cooperate for a second trial. And then she subsequently committed suicide. And oh, so wow. when this all came out, it killed the movie, you know, because every time a poster went up, people were, were writing rapist on it. And it's like, wait a minute, a jury said he wasn't guilty. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what a jury said. You know, the fact that, that he was accused means if there's smoke, there's fire there. And that's the only time the smoke, there's fire rationale makes any sense is if hundreds of other people come forward claiming similar behavior. Yeah, that's when yeah. I like with Bill Cosby. Yeah. If you have Agreed. Bill Cosby and uh, what's his name, the producer guy, uh, Weinstein. 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 Yeah, Weinstein. I mean, yeah. both of those. That's an awful lot of smoke. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's more smoke. That's a, that's a Chicago fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's the great Chicago fire. That's, that's California in August. That's what that's, that is. That's, <laughs> that's 1906 San Francisco after the quake. That's what yeah. that is. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Postal Service is warning people not to send checks through the mail. There have been an increase in attacks on letter carriers and mail fraud. Oh, um, 305 mail carriers have been robbed in the first half of this year. Last year, 412 for the whole year were robbed. So we're at 305 already. People are also stealing mail from drop boxes and from residents' homes. Yep. And so, so when you're hearing the checks in the mail and the check has not come yet, that could very well be the reason why. Yeah. Uh, my my wife uh, works for the post office, and she was telling me about how they've really kind of revised all their all their drop boxes. Like they've gotten rid of most of the. Remember, you used to be able to drive up and just throw one in. Yeah. yeah. Now you have to get out of the car and open something and it's much harder and it's much more difficult to get into because people were apparently using, you know, improvised devices, to just fish mail out of those things. Which is kind of amazing because I don't know about you guys. I was writing a couple of checks and I only write a few checks a month now because almost every kind of payment yeah. is online. Yeah. Um, so they're probably getting more desperate. I don't 
know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because most, most of mine was like that. You, know, you use, I use my debit card more than I, yeah. I use. Yeah, and you know, even if you're getting a check from the government or you know, like Social Security, I know my mom's Social Security is automatic direct deposit. Yeah, you know, all she gets automatic. all she gets in the mail is a statement or a stub. Right. Which and, you know, most people get yeah. their paychecks that way too. Uh, here's a, a story. This one that's just you know kind of makes you sick and makes you shake your head. So this 20 year old goes away for uh, for an eight day vacation uh, to Puerto Rico and Detroit. Interesting <laughs> itinerary. Interesting itinerary. Puerto Rico and Detroit. Okay. <laughs> I yeah I don't I don't know I, I I've never heard of that itinerary before. Puerto Rico you know in Florida yeah okay I understand. Puerto Rico New York okay Puerto Rico and Detroit. Um, and she left her 16 month old daughter home alone for the eight days. What? What? Oh, I mean, and when she got home, the baby was dead. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. the mother has been charged with murder. Good. Yes. That's murder. I was going to ask you if you think <laughs> that's the appropriate charge. Yeah, that's absolutely. murder. That's murder. There's absolutely no way a reasonable person could think that a 16 month old baby. And you know what? If you don't want to be a mother and you got a 16 month old baby, there are places that will take it. You don't exactly. have to. You can. You can get out of that if you need to. Yeah. Uh, and Did she uh, say uh, what I'm I mean, obviously, it's a murder charge, but I'm just curious if she said anything like she thought the baby could feed itself or. Yeah, I've, I've got no other information other than other than that blurb that she has been arrested and charged with murder because the, and, and the neighbors were furious because the neighbors had watched the child in the past, uh, the next door neighbors. And they said if she had, had asked, we would have been happy. To yeah. watch her for those eight days. What human wouldn't? I mean, like, what reasonable human wouldn't help a sixteen-month-old baby that is in? This is oh God. Um, this is the thing that my husband um, works with in substance abuse, and he's at times worked with some really troubled populations, and including some women who keep getting pregnant and keep getting their kids taken away. And I just, it's like, you need to pass a test to do so many different things in this world. Any idiot who has any fertility can produce a child and keep it, and it's mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that descends real quickly into a eugenics argument there, Lauren. I mean we got. Yeah. Really no, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean, it, but like, I don't. No, I don't mean that. But that people, it's hard to take a child away. I mean, and and it should be. But there are some people that you're just shaking your heads. Going, oh yeah, I I do. Why is this person agreed. allowed to keep their child? Agreed. Yeah. And, you know, do they just do it to see if their parts work? I don't. I mean, it's not well, that hard would, to prevent an unwanted pregnancy. I know how to do it. You know how to do it? It's real easy. The problem is. <laughs> it's called abstinence. Either, they, yeah, well, abstinence works. But <laughs> I have to tell you a funny abstinence story. When I got to college, they gave us this pamphlet about birth control, which was great. And it listed all the various methods and the theoretical rate of failure in terms of pregnancy and the actual, you know, like the theoretical rate of failure of the pill is 1%, but people don't always take it correctly. So the failure rate was more like 3%. They listed the theoretical rate of failure of abstinence was 0%, but the actual rate was 2%. So people who thought they were being abstinent, but obviously weren't doing it right, and they got pregnant. Well, um, I can think of several ways. I won't describe them here because they're graphic. <laughs> hey, by the way, okay, while we're talking about abstinence, um, if you've got Amazon Prime, watch yeah. the documentary. I think it's called Shiny Happy People. Is it, is it the show oh, about Happy the Duggars? Uh, is, that, is that the title? Yeah, I saw it. it's four parts, and I watched it yesterday. Because because uh, uh, my 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 daughter kept saying, you got to see this, you got to see this. So, All right, I'll watch the first one. And I was hooked. And wow. and they're a cult. The oh, Duggars sure. are, they're in a cult. Well, you got 19 kids. 
Yeah. Clearly. But one of the kids is is speaking out. One of the daughters is speaking out about, you know, how, how they were raised and about the fact that they belong to this major cult yeah. uh, where there's a lot of child molestation and and basically women are taught that they have two roles and their two roles are to have children and do what their husband says. Right. But they're also taught that if men have lustful feelings towards them, it's their fault. It's their fault. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like that whole thing. Like, and even if a child is molested, they must have done something to bring it on because women are the, they were these evil creatures that inflame men's lust. And it's always the woman's fault. Didn't one of the, one of the Duggar kids got in trouble for, Molesting, molesting his, his sister. sister. Yeah, the yeah, oldest. Yes. The, the well, no. He, no, it wasn't for molesting his sisters. In fact, he <clears> didn't get in trouble for that. I mean, there was a, a little bit of a scandal. And in fact, what the daughter who talks is one of the daughters he molested, who had to go on TV and defend him and say, "Oh, well, that wasn't that big of a deal," and you know, and 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 you know, had to had to downplay it. And she talks about how sick it made her to have to downplay it. But no, that's not why he got in trouble. He got in trouble because they found like hundreds and hundreds of pictures of of, of child porn on his devices Ugh. at work, and that's how that's why he finally got in trouble. And and, wow. and he went, he's got twelve and a half years. He got sentenced to, and that's a monster that was created. Let's, I mean, yeah. generally that's what happens. That is a, somebody created that monster. That's not yeah. well. I mean, not, not that he's not horrible, but he was raised to believe that women are there for his pleasure and objectification and well, actually, everything a man actually, does is right. Actually, he was raised to what they're, what they're raised to believe. And obviously they don't stick by this. What they're raised to believe is that you don't kiss anyone until until your wedding night. You do not kiss anyone until your wedding night. And the the um, the, the the job of a woman of a girl is is to be trained to as i said to be a mother and to be a wife and they get married young like 17 18 19 years yeah. old you're Younger 19 you're an old maid yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and and uh and no they, i i get married. i yeah i didn't mean that he was trained to like molest kids but i'm sorry if you're yeah. in that kind of culture where men are omnipotent and they make all the rules it's easy to slip from that to women are just playthings for men, especially sure. with this whole, the, the, the whole thing about modest dress, because, oh my God, you show a man your, your bare calf and it will inflame his lust and it's your fault that you can go pretty easily from that to, I get to do whatever I want with a female person. Yes, well, they talked to the several, uh, several people who have escaped from this cult. And uh, one woman was talking about how she got in trouble uh, in serious trouble because she was wearing a pair of shoes that had a one inch heel and the one inch heel um, was, would be enticing for men. And basically I, she was being Jezebel. Well, I know when I see a one inch heel, oh, <laughs> I wonder if it was a clear one inch heel. <laughs> <laughs> and if her toe arch was showing. Yeah. It's a clear one inch heel, like stripper shoes, but, <laughs> well, I, I, I highly recommend this documentary if you can stomach it. If uh, you can stomach it. Um, we'll end with this. Um, yeah, we were talking about kids a minute ago. Um, Kevin Costner and his wife of, I think, 18 years uh, are, uh, it is 18 years, uh, are getting divorced. Oh, and, no, a Hollywood divorce? That never yeah, happens. Shocking. Shocking. Um, and I think she's the second wife because he, when he broke, he was married to like his high school sweetheart or something. 
So he traded her uh, in for a younger model. There were all these articles about how sweet it was that they were together from high school and blah, 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 high school or college or something. They'd been together for years. And basically, yeah, then they get divorced. And he married this, uh, I think she was a clothing designer, Christine Baumgartner. So she's asking for $248,000 a month in child support. Okay. She's got three teenage kids. They're 16, 14, and 13. Yeah. She wants $248,000 a month in child support. Plus, she wants him to continue to pay for their medical, for their tuition, and for extracurricular activities. Wait, so yep. what, what else what? does the support well, her lawyer says this is so the children will be able to approach the standard of living of their father. That's correct. And the other the other part is uh, children have an absolute right, at least in California, to share in the, uh, you know, the the earnings of both parents. Yeah. And if one parent is an exceptionally high earner, I don't think we can make any argument that Kevin Costner does not earn a lot of money. He's, that's a that's a wealthy man. And uh, these kids were not, you know, these kids were not raised in an apartment. Right. <laughs> these kids and she's got to maintain a house that they're used to. And uh, God, I should have picked a richer first husband. Oh, I should have. <laughs> no, but you'd have lost it when you married your second husband. So, you know, you yeah, lost alimony. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. Support. But not child support, I, I, though. No, I, I did not lose child support when I married my husband. No, you don't. Leave, you can't. You can't lose no, child support. In that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can lose spousal support, but you cannot lose child. Support. Yeah, no, I lost. My, I, he had already. Yeah, I, we'd already ended the spousal support. But no, I. I yeah. <laughs> So oh, you, well. you so so you you don't think Damon you don't think that that's unreasonable regardless of what I don't two hundred forty eight thousand dollars a month I don't know the, child support I don't know the numbers but if we start with the presumption that Kevin Costner is fabulously wealthy yeah clearly uh, yeah. we start there uh, what was he spending to maintain their household before that yeah. I no, I don't mean and I don't mean to make light of it. I just that kind of money is so mind boggling to normal people. Yeah, I mean, but you're right. But if Kevin Costner is making a million dollars a month and she's got the three kids living with her full time and I would be willing to bet she probably I don't know if she kept working or not. No, after. she didn't. She's been a stay at home mom since 2007. OK, so, yeah, well, and she gave up her career. But, but, this, but again, this isn't spousal support. Nope. This right. is not alimony. This is just child support. So what's so if he's paying for medical, if he's paying for medical and and they're in his house, that was his house before he married her. And she, she refuses to vacate the house and the house is a premarital asset. Mm-hmm. And so so they're in the house that they grew up in. And I say, let her have it. Let her have it. They grew mm-hmm. up in it. Let him stay in it. Yeah. Um, and and he's paying for their education and he's paying for their medical expenses and he's paying for their extracurricular activities. What's the two hundred forty eight thousand bucks for I don't a know. month? What's I that d- for? I don't know. Clothes can know. be pretty expensive for three kids. $55,000 a week expensive? <laughs> I, know. I, I, I don't know. And again, you got to, you know, these are these are not regular people numbers. And the mistake is trying to, you know, put them in regular people number terms because it it's just not accurate. Again, well, and the other thing is it could be initially, it could be her initial negotiating tactic. You know, she's going to ask for more than she realistically wants to get because I'm sure he's got high powered attorneys who are going to try to oh, I'm, stiffer. I'm, abs- I'm absolutely sure he does. And I'm absolutely sure that it will be negotiated. But I mean, in, in California, there's something called guideline support where they take a look at both, uh, both parents uh, uh, income yeah. and they, uh, you know, there's an algorithm that I don't entirely understand, but it's in a computer program that I know how to use. And 
Well, I should mention people who don't know that in addition to being a stand-up, you're also an attorney. That's correct, yeah. For people, people who don't know. You know it's it's called the um, Disomaster. 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 Yeah. That's what my attorney called it. And it's like, yep. there's really not that. I mean, for normal people, when you know how much people are making, we just plugged in numbers and spat it out. And, and whatever it's spat out, that's what you got to pay. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it, it's just, it, in theory, the law is the same for rich people. Yeah. So, uh, and, and the, the, the law starts at the, Children are entitled to share in the benefit of the income of both of their parents, right? Whatever that may be. So, uh, and you know, this they can argue that you know she's going to be keeping a, a great deal of that money, and she might. Are you kidding but, me? Of course she is. But uh, you know, they can. There's all kinds of things that they can deal away on that. I mean, they can deal away spousal support, which she's probably entitled to on an 18-year marriage. Oh, it's yeah. Almost, I mean, it's almost it, presumed. Because uh, what, what, 10 years is a long-term marriage, right? 10 years is, is, is a presumption of a long-term marriage. It's always rebuttable. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, if, if both parties were working throughout, then that becomes a, you know, a different animal. And there's a case called Gavron where in uh, the court states that it is the, the duty of the non-working parent to at least try to become self-sustaining over time and you know obviously that makes if if she spent 16 years the heart of her career uh raising kids you know that's going to affect her future future earning capacity for sure yeah she was a clothes clothing designer and she can't right. you can't like drop out of that for 16 years and then no. suddenly no. go back to where to where you were when you dropped out of it no no and i mean maybe she's got a lot of help but i know when i got divorced and i had been working very much part-time when i had the kids full-time because he didn't spend much time with them it was really hard to work and have a three-year-old and a six-year-old in my case, but sure. teenagers take time too. So teenagers take time too. And they take, uh, you know, I don't, again, we don't know the marital standard of living. We don't know what these kids are used to. We don't know. We don't know anything. No, we uh, don't. We, but we have to start from the presumption that he's really wealthy. And, and, makes a lot of money. and worst case scenario, the youngest one's 13. He's only got to do it for five years. Exactly. Yeah. But I only- love that we opened and st- and closed this program with news stories about rich people in dollar amounts about $250,000. <laughs> and see. Yeah. Nice and tight. That's a good callback in a comedy routine, right? Exactly. Speaking of a quarter million dollars. We tied it all up. I just, I get really, I get really, really tense when start people start challenge, challenging, you know, people, women especially, their right to alimony because you or the right to spousal support because you know the way that came into being is that men used to just be able to just abandon their wives and children and not okay? do anything mm-hmm. and you know women were some know, still do some still do and women were essentially chattel uh you know and they they, they didn't have the same earning capacity and and they didn't you know they weren't able to in some cases if you go back far enough weren't even able to own property so you know these laws developed to to protect them and i'm i, I get a little bit worried when people want to erode it i understand that you know times change and we have to we have to keep up with the times and uh we have to be fair but let's 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 not start with the presumption that it's unfair that she received child support in a large amount when she's you know rich when they're when it's a rich family okay now let's talk about spousal support for a minute do you feel the same way if if it's a situation where where it's you know where i'm going yeah it's a man where it's I a man, where, where you got a wife who's who's you know I, I think uh, a TV actress. I'm not going to say which one because I'm not positive that I, I'm thinking. Well, of the didn't Tom about. Arnold make a? I mean, Tom Arnold did pretty well for himself in the divorce. Didn't I he? think he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Roseanne was making well, a lot of money. Well, actually, so. what you do is if you if you view this stuff, and I think the Disso Master does that. It's not 
man and woman or husband and wife, it's plaintiff and defendant. Well, it's mm-hmm. custodial take, parent you, and non- non-custodial right. parent. And, and you and, take gender out and they don't automatically give custody to moms as much. Even no, no, I'm talking alimony. When I was a custodial father in my divorce, I, I ended up yeah. as the custodial parent. Right. No, I'm talking about alimony. Well, but again, alimony's they call it spousal support spousal now because, support. It's who, because whoever makes more it's fun, whoever makes more money gives the other if if it changes the standard of living whoever has the higher income pays to the other it's not a right. gender thing now and it's, well it's like i got a, i got a buddy who was married for 25 years and they got divorced he and his wife got divorced she wanted the divorce and because he makes more money he's got to pay her basically for the rest of his life or until she remarries if she remarries she doesn't have to pay her alimony mm-hmm. uh, spousal support and she's living with her boyfriend, and there's no reason for her to ever remarry. Why? Why should she when she's getting a check every single month? If she's living with her boyfriend, married. he can he can challenge that. Yeah, and also if you can, comes to- huh? He can. Yes. yes, he can challenge that. Absolutely. On what grounds? On the fact that she's cohabitating and they're treating themselves, they're they're treating it like a marriage, and they're they're simply, you know, not getting the certificate. There's there's case law on on point. And Absolutely, isn't there also- he can. Isn't there also something about if the income goes up substantially? Yeah, any, any any significant change of circumstances, or if your if your friend retires, uh, that's going to change the amount of support owed. Um, so it's, I mean, it's not as cut and dry as all that. But he absolutely should talk to an attorney uh, because if she is in fact cohabitating, uh, he's got a fairly, I mean. Just based on that fact alone, he's got something worth looking into there. And I'm sure and, he does not know that. I'm sure he you, does not know that. And Brian, you happen to know an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so we've turned into that kind of show. <laughs> that Copeland's Corner is Copeland's ambulance chasing show. That's what we're doing now. We're chasing ambulance. Injured? Injured? <laughs> uh, so where are you guys playing? What's going on? Uh, so with Lauren. What do you got going, Lauren? I'm I'm still not doing anything. I'm, I'm available. I've got you know I've done a couple of private parties. I just do my weekly comedy songs. I'll have one coming out tomorrow called "The Woke Mind Virus," which should be fun. Um, and my YouTube channel is Psycho Supermom, and then my Jewish Mother comedy album is available on my website, LaurenMayer.com. All right, and uh, Damien, you've been dealing with some health stuff. How you doing, yeah, buddy? I'm 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 getting back out there. I got a couple bookings coming up in uh, July. Check my website, DamonFerguson.com, and it'll have all the listings. And I've got something really huge that I still can't talk about yet. Oh, Ooh, can't wait! And uh, and and I will hopefully in the next few weeks I'll be able to talk about it and tell outstanding. You about it. But in the meantime, I can't. I'm, and I'm we hope whatever this. it is you're bringing us with you. <laughs> <laughs> At least to the premiere. At least, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just get in your ambulance and chase me. Okay. That's my plan. Let's get some long coattails, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Damon Ferguson and Lauren Mayer, always a pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast and you want to support us, there are a number of ways you can do that. One is by telling all of your friends, sending the link. Uh, another way is by subscribing so that automatically you get the podcast in your feed every single week and have to go looking for us. We come to you. Uh, another way is if you go to whatever platform that you're listening to us on and give us a five star review that helps people to find the show because when people are looking for a show to listen to, they generally check the ratings and those that have the, the, the highest number of stars are the ones generally people will go to first. So that helps us out tremendously. So I think this is show like 166 or something. I can't believe we've done this many of them. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening all this time. I hope you'll continue to listen, and I will hope that you will spread the word. 
I will check you out next week. Until then, be kind to your neighbor. He knows where you live.